Welcome to BCL Coast to Coast, the official podcast of the Basketball Champions League. My name is Austin Green, and on this week's episode, we'll be previewing groups C and D from the 2019-2020 BCL season. Joining me to do that this week is David Hine over in Germany. Dave, are you almost ready for the season? I can't wait. We're talking uh, groups C and D, and um, hopefully all the people will feel at least somewhat informed about what's going on in this league uh, after listening to this and the last podcast. Make sure you go back and listen to last week's show where we looked at uh, A and B. And um, yeah, ready to roll. Yeah, as Dave just said, on last week's show, we previewed groups A and B. On this week's show, we'll be doing C and D. We also have an interview with Zoltan Perl, one of the local players from the Hungarian side, Falco Zambate. Uh, Dave talked to Zoltan earlier about playing for the national team, representing his home club in the BCL and much more. So make sure you check out that coming up a little bit later in the show. Uh, just as a reminder, the BCL season tips off on Tuesday, October 15th. The regular season will last for a few months and then we'll have the playoffs and eventually the final four, which begins on May 1st in 2020. So it's going to be another exciting year. It's the fourth season of the BCL and it's looking like another great year ahead. All right, Dave, let's jump in with Group C. At the top for Group C, one of the final four teams from last season, they finished fourth, Broza Bomberg from Germany. There's been quite a bit of turnover at Bomberg. They have a new head coach bringing in reigning BCL Coach of the Year, Roel Moores. They've also lost last year's MVP, Tyrese Rice, but they've replaced him with Paris Lee, a member of the star lineup from last season who played for Moores at Antwerp. Uh, the past two seasons in Belgium. Uh, Dave, you're there in Germany. You're, you're close to this Bomberg team. What do you think about their prospects going into this season? Do you think there's another Final Four run in the cards for Bomberg? I mean, once you get in the playoffs, I guess you, you know, you can, um, uh, anything can happen. Um, they, they are relying on, on a couple of guys where you're really, you're not necessarily sure. Um, what you get, what you're going to get out of them, and um, and I think it'll also take a little bit of time with a new head coach and and really a new uh, floor general with Lee um, to kind of get everybody on page. Um, you, they might they might struggle a little bit uh, in the beginning. Uh, don't actually have the the schedule their schedule uh, right off the uh, top of my head right now where where they're you know who they're playing. Um, but it's, you know, some interesting pieces, obviously, you know, you mentioned Lee, um, and then them having, uh, Cam Taylor in, uh, he was, uh, he was the fifth leading scorer in Hungary and led the league in steals in Hungary last year, uh, a D2 NCAA D2 guy. Um, and, uh, you also, they also brought in Trey McLean, uh, another big, uh, uh, probably another big score for them, um, and uh, they they brought in two two um, two big guys to to team up with uh, Elias Harris. Uh, Christian Sankfelder had a really strong rookie year uh, out of college with Braunschweig last year. Uh, was probably one of the pleasant surprises. Um, sometimes not knowing what the college guys are going to do, the German college guys are going to do when they come over. And uh, Asa Marai, the Egyptian international. 
coming over, uh, coming back to 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 Germany. Play he played two years with uh, with Bayreuth, and also was with them in the in the BCL. Um, you know, but it's going to be a team that really you know relies heavily on Lee and, and probably also uh, McLean. Um, so we'll we'll see. All right, yeah, it'll be interesting to see if if Lee and Rollmores can work some magic again, lead Bomberg back to the Final Four. Next up, another Final Four team from last year, Ibirostar Tenerife. They were last year's second-place team. They also won the first Champions League title back in 2017. They're returning head coach Tus Vitoretta. They've had some turnover in terms of the roster, but they've got a really good-looking squad at point guard. They've got the Brazilian Marcelinho Huertas. They've got plenty of shooting on the roster with Sasu Salin and Kyle Singler. Also in the front court, they've got an interesting pairing uh, at the center position with Georgie Shermadini, who has been a beast in the Spanish ACB for quite a while now. Also bringing over Darian Atkins as a as a more athletic type of guy coming over from Halone. So Tenerife, I, I think, are going to be very dangerous once again. Uh, Dave, what's your read on the Spanish squad this year? Yeah, I you know this is a a, a revamped team, uh, but you know you 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 know it's not going to be the same Tenerife that we've seen the last uh, really the life of this this uh, competition. I would say, um, you know, one guy to kind of watch also is uh, Thomas Tom, uh, Thomas Gilo, uh, the Polish uh, international. He basically missed all of last year. Uh, was um, you know, had come over and was hoping to to maybe play a big role. He was part of that, you know, that that great Polish generation with Ponitka and Karnowski, and so he'll be extra motivated to um, to really uh, to really perform. Um, and uh, so, and also Santiago Justa, uh, a guy who who uh, came up through the Real Madrid system. Uh, was at uh, Obrador for two years and then back at Madrid, and so now he'll have a chance to really step things up at, in the um, uh, you know sort of in a new atmosphere, and uh, and and also you know there's the uh, former Juventud guy uh, Alejandro Suarez, six uh, nine big man, who actually led the ACB in three pointers at forty seven percent. So that's a, a weapon that I'm sure that Vitoretta is going to be able to use. Yeah, definitely. Tenerife always have a lot of shooting on the roster. Vitoretta, uh, one of the best coaches in the league, especially offensively. So keep your eyes on Tenerife this season. Next up, over in Greece, we've got Peristeri. They are 2-0 and in the Greek league so far in the domestic league. Uh, they've got some familiar faces over there. William Hatcher, Vasilis Zandopoulos, uh, two veteran guys in the backcourt who played in the BCL last season. Uh, Dave, any any thoughts on the Greek side? Do you think they can replicate maybe some of the success that a team like Prometheus had last year? Well, I mean, before we get into the players, I think you know you also have to look at Elias Suras coming in uh, as a as a head coach. Uh, obviously, people know him uh, most recently from the Georgia national team. This is his first uh, full time club coaching gig since uh, sixteen seventeen when he when he was with um, Budushnos. Um, and I, I think that Mike Morrison, who we saw last year for the first half of the year with Lee Cabellis and then helped uh, Würzburg uh, make the uh, the FIBA Europe Cup final. Um, you know, we watched him many years here in Germany at, at Frankfurt. Uh, I really like his uh, his uh, his um, energy at both ends of the court. 
uh, uh, Brian Blake, another guy who uh, was a rookie last year. Uh, Braunschweig, along with uh, Sankfelder, you know, he's another guy that people, uh, you know, should watch. Uh, you mentioned uh, Vasilopoulos. There's also uh, Thanopoulos. They both helped Ike to the to the BCL title in in 18. Um, so, and also uh, there's also Moses K- K- uh, Kingsley, uh, who obviously <laughs> didn't quite perform to the level that I had been expecting last year. But uh, you know, you know, new new environment uh, was with Antwerp last year. Um, so another guy, he's still there. I still like his his skill set. So this is a really Really interesting team, and I think that they could do some damage this year. Yeah, the Greek clubs are generally pretty dangerous in the BCL, it, it seems like. Uh, last year, all of them uh, did pretty well. Moving on, we've got the Latvian champs, Riga. And Dave, I'll be completely honest here. I don't know a ton about this roster. Uh, I know you know Riga is obviously a powerhouse there in Latvia. Uh, they, they win that league pretty regularly. What are you expecting from the Latvian side this season? Riga, you know, I, I think that this is a this is going to be an interesting team to to watch um, for for you know let's say uh, fans of of youth players. Um, you know, you brought in uh, on loan Alters um, Kurots, the younger brother of Rodions. Uh, he's on loan from Basconia, so he's he's a guy to to watch. Also, Vernus Coes. Uh, he was a major prospect back uh, uh, about four or five years ago and uh, was actually bouncing around Ostenda, Spain, Czech, back to Spain, and now back to to Latvia. Uh, still only 22. And, uh, you know, they they they, uh, they have uh, Giannis, Giannis Blums, you know, the 37-year-old model veteran to kind of help those guys. Um but they also, you know, another guy to, to really watch, I think, that um, was going to be LaQuinton Ross. Uh, he actually helped Ohio State to the NCAA Final Four back in 2012. Um, and he was actually back in the 14-15 season, his rookie year. He was the second leading scorer in Italy with Passaro. So I think that he's going to actually, you know, if they give him time... Um, you know, if they give him the ball out, he can actually, you know, maybe do quite a bit of damage. And then also there's Ron Curry, who who helped uh, Falco actually win the Hungarian title. And uh, just one last guy is Alexander Madsen, you know, a guy that was injured all of last year, um, uh, was was hoping to play at Gran Canaria, uh, Finnish international, so, you know, 6'10 center, still only 24, so... You know, there's a couple of guys there that that maybe can do some things, but I just I'm not sure uh, what they're going to be able to do. All right, and Riga's first opponent in the BCL regular season is going to be Mornar Bar from Montenegro. Mornar came up through the qualifiers; they defeated Benfica to make it to the BCL regular season. Some key players on their roster. They've they've got a few guys who have been around at the highest levels of Europe for quite a while now. Jacob Pullen. Uh, Mirza Begic, Milko Bialica, these are, these are some of the guys uh, who you can look for leading this team throughout the season. Uh, Dave, anybody else on, on Mornar who uh, interests you? One guy, and I, before I do that, so I have marked down 35, 30, 30, 31, 33, 31, 32, 34, 30. Uh, so definitely up there with probably the the oldest team 
in the competition. Um, Roslukovic, uh, he was second in rebounding and first in blocks in the uh, in the FIBA Europe Cup uh, two seasons ago, and led the Euro Cup in blocks uh, uh, last season. Um, I I I will this I, to me it's not even a bold prediction that he'll be top three in blocks uh, in the in the BCL this year, uh, but otherwise. Yeah, I'm not sure, not really sure about this team. Um, you know, especially if if they're going to be going against some 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 younger quick guards uh and and younger quick uh players that uh you know, they could maybe uh struggle a little bit with those guys. All right, moving on. We've got Turkish club Gaziantep. Uh they've got some guys that we are familiar with here in the BCL, Stefan Yelovac, uh, he played a big role with Nizhny a couple years ago. Last year, he was with Bomberg for about half the season uh, before leaving there. But I think I think on this roster, you could see him in maybe more of a featured role. He's a guy who can uh, really put up a lot of points. He was with, uh, with Zaragoza in Spain a few years ago as well and was one of the top scorers in that league. So keep your eyes on Stefan Yelovac. Also, Ismail Olasoy. A uh, young point guard from Banvit the past few years. He's a, on this roster moving over to a different Turkish side. He's a lot of fun to watch. A guy who hustles, really gets after it defensively. So definitely look out for those two guys. Uh, Dave, the Turkish clubs, you know, Gaziantep, this is, this is one that's new to the BCL this season. What are you expecting from them and head coach Nenad Markovic? Yeah, you mentioned the Olivich, and I think that, that he'll probably... Um, you know, I think he'll probably be top five in scoring if or has has the ability to to be top five in scoring. Um, if 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 you know if he plays sort of the same role that he kind of did at Nizhny, uh, Drew Crawford is another guy. You know, he played uh, at Ludwigsburg uh, in the first season of the BCL, uh, led them to the quarter, uh, led them to the quarterfinals. Uh, also have a couple of decent point guards that have you know excelled in. Um, in the Turkish league uh, with uh, Sharunas uh, Vasilauskas and, uh, and Chan Ugut. Uh, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a team. I mean, I really like Yalovac. I really liked him two years ago in, in the Nizhny role and he, and he was never able to kind of find his um, find, find the, 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 the role he kind of um, could take over there in Bomberg. And so I think this will probably, this could be a very good uh, fit for him. Yeah, moving on to his former team, Nizhny Novgorod. They were 7-7 seven and seven in last year's regular season. They made it all the way to the quarterfinals where they lost to Antwerp. Uh, they lost their star player from last, te- last year, Kendrick Perry, but this is still a really good squad overall. They came up through the qualifying rounds, beating Warsaw to make it to the regular season. Uh, some familiar names here from last year's squad, Anton Astapkovic, um, Ivan Strepkov, Evgeny Baburin, these guys played big roles on last year's team. They've been here before, so they, uh, they definitely know what it takes to make it to the BCL playoffs. And they've also added some interesting pieces. Alec Brown is a center who was a, an NBA draft pick a few years ago. He's been in Europe since then. Um, also, Chavon Lewis is a name to watch out for. He had a huge game in the second leg of their qualifiers against Warsaw. He had 24 points. 10 of 13 shooting from the field. So definitely watch out for Chavon Lewis throughout the season. Uh, Dave, what do you think about, about this Nizhny squad? Do you, do you think they have, have what it takes to make it back to the playoffs again? I don't know. I think losing a guy like Kendrick Perry is going to be a, a lot to overcome. But, I mean, they do, you know, it's, it's a, a lot of um, production 
to to go around and and maybe you know that people could uh, could step up. You know, you mentioned Alec Brown. You know, he was second in the league in blocks in in Spain last year. Um, and uh, you know, Brandon Brown's a guy we, we we didn't talk about, but really just a fascinating story. You know, he goes from from you know Tacoma near Seattle to uh, a place that you actually know at least location wise, Montana Western and NAI school. And then Australia, Brazil, Cyprus, Poland, Bulgaria, um, you know, won the title there last year with, uh, with, with, with Balkan. Um, and, and, you know, this is also a team that, you know, you look at, at some of the guys that are on this team, some of the, 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 the Nizhny, some of the, the Russians, you know, there's a lot of players that came up through the, through the Seska Moscow system and, uh, you know, are, are um, you know, are showing that 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 team is um, uh, was able to create to 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 really develop some good guys and 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 now they're just kind of taking maybe an advantage of it. Um, one other guy to maybe watch out for is is Pavel Antipov, who missed all of last season last year, um, injured after coming over from Lokomotiv Kuban. So. Yeah, I mean, there's there's definitely some talent there. Uh, just really kind of seeing how they how they gel. All right, and the last team in Group C, Nimburg, the Czech Republic champions. Uh, they're returning some of their best players from last year, Jaromir Boacic, Vojtek Ruban. Uh, both of those guys are big-time scorers uh, for the for the Czech side. Um, Dave, I, th- I think this this might be the year that Nimburg can, can break through, make it into the playoffs. They've got... Uh, I think a slightly weaker group here. Uh, what, what's your read on this Nimberg team? Well, we'll pick our we'll pick our uh, our our pl- our playoff teams in in a, in a second. But uh, yeah, I like this team. You mentioned those two guys, and 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 all together, there's uh, three, four, five, five guys that played at the uh, at the World Cup uh, where the Czechs, uh, you know, went to uh, the quarterfinals and finished sixth, and really a fantastic performance there. Um, you know, they're brought, they're, they're bringing in some, some rookies, uh, you know, you had, um, Zach Hankins who actually won a D, uh, NCAA two title with fair state. Um, Dyshawn Booker also had uh, some success at D two. And, um, the, you also have a professional rookie last season is, uh, Hayton Dalton, uh, who was the um, the Danish champions and also helped uh, Bakken Bears to the to the FIBA Europe Cup uh, quarterfinals. So, you know, this is a team that has that fantastic Czech core um, that have also been playing for ages and ages and ages together. And then you also bring in these sort of rookies who may be undervalued because they went to to, to lower level schools, lower level programs. Uh, but did have success at those places, and um, and uh, and then I think can kind of go into let's call it the family because that really is what all these Czech guys go. And I also see they brought in uh, Ivan uh, Almeida. They just brought him in from Cap uh, Cap Verde native, uh, uh, native, and he's won the last two Polish titles with Anvil. So another guy, maybe less known, but has already had success. So you know this is a team that I really I really think. Uh, uh, can do some 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 good things. All right, so it's time for our playoff predictions. The top four teams from each group advance to the playoffs. Dave, I'll go first for this one. 
I think Tenerife uh, clearly going to make it back. I think they'll probably win this group. I'll also put Bomberg back in there as another playoff team. Nizhny, despite the loss of Kendrick Perry, I think they can return to the playoffs. And I'm going to go with Nimburg. Uh, like, like you were saying, there's a lot to like on this team. I think the Czech guys, uh, the continuity there is really going to be important. It's a veteran squad. I, I think Nimburg gets into the playoffs as well. Uh, I agree. Um, let's, I'll, I'll say, um, um, I have Tenerife winning the group and I actually have Peristeris finish second. Um, I, I, I really like what Zoros can do as a coach. And I think there's a couple of interesting pieces there. And you have the, the guys who helped Ike win the title. Um, Bamberg, I have third and I have Nimburg making the, making the playoffs. And then, so then I go Nizhny, um, uh, Gaziantep. Uh, Riga and and actually have Mornar um, finishing in uh, in last place. Um, yeah, so Tenerife just unbelievable. And then um, yeah, I I I think this is a really good. I just talked about them, and I really like this Nimb- this Nimbrook team. All right, next up our star lineup for the group. Uh, at the end of the season, there's a star lineup, first team and second team chosen for the entire season. But for the preview podcast, Dave and I are doing a star lineup for each group so you guys can uh, know who to, who to watch, who are some of the biggest names who might have big seasons this year. Uh, Dave, who's your star lineup for Group C? Uh, I went with uh, Paris Lee. Um, I think pretty safe bet that he could make it in there. Um, I, I ended up going with Drew Crawford, um, from Gaziantep, even though they are, they won't be making it into the playoffs, but I wanted to take one guy from each team. Um, I really like Mike Morrison from, uh, from Peristeri. So I put him in there. I also put Darren Atkins in there from Tenerife and Wojtek Herban from Nimbrook. So it's Paris Lee, Drew Crawford, Mike Morrison, Darren Atkins, and Wojciech Herban. What do you got? All right. I also have Lee and Urban in there. For Tenerife, I chose two guys, but I went a different route. Instead of Atkins, I went with Kyle Singler at the small mm-hmm. forward position. I think he's going to have a big year. Georgie Shermadini at the center position. Yeah. Same thing. He's a guy who gets a ton of rebounds. He's very efficient around the basket. Uh, he's a, he'll block some shots as well. So I went with those four. And then Siobhan Lewis from Nizhny after, after his scoring explosion and the qualifiers, I think he could be ready for a big year. They have to find somebody to make up for Kendrick Perry's production. So maybe Lewis is the guy who Nizhny turned to for some offense. So Lee, Urban, Singler, Siobhan Lewis, and Georgie Shermadini for my star lineup. Good picks, good picks. It's uh, it's also good that we have some uh, some disagreement. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to Group D. Starting it off, the Italian side, new to the competition this season, Happy Casa Brindisi. Uh, they have one of my favorite players from last season, Kelvin Martin, coming over from the Champions League winners, Virtus Bologna, last season. Martin is a... Very tough defender. He's an all-hustle type of guy. Very physical. He already has one of the best highlights from the domestic league season, dunking all over some poor guy in the domestic league there in Italy. So I'm expecting a really good season from Kelvin Martin, perhaps in a in a bigger role with this Brindisi squad. Uh, Dave, who else are you, are you looking for from Brindisi? I, I think this team is loaded. Um, you you had um, you had Adrian. Adrian Banks, who averaged 16 
four and a half and four assists last season. Uh, um, John Brown, um, uh, you have Tyler Stone, Darius Tompkin, Thompson, um, who was a rookie last year in in the Dutch league and and was first in the in the Dutch league in scoring, second in assists, first in steals, and hit thirty nine percent from three point range for the for the Dutch Cup winners Leiden. Um, you mentioned um, you mentioned Kelvin Martin, who obviously we we both loved to to, to watch last year. Um, so yeah, I, I I think that this is a team that has loads of scoring punch, and that's going to bring them pretty far. Yeah, definitely. Keep an eye on the Italian squad. They're just an, another Italian team that could definitely do well in the BCL this season. Over to Spain, we've got Zaragoza, who also look like they have an absolutely loaded roster. Coming over from Tenerife, they've got Rodrigo San Miguel at point guard, Nicolas Brasino at the small forward position. Both of those guys played big roles on Tenerife's Final Four team. They've also got some good shooting guards with Ronaldo Sebutis, DJ Seeley. And then in the front court, Robin Benzing, who was with Besiktas last year, he can score 20 points anytime he steps on the floor. Nemanja Radovic is a guy who I've always been a big fan of. He's a, an, an energy and hustle type of guy at the power forward spot. And then Fran Vasquez at center, the longtime uh, Spanish national team member who has, uh, you know, I think he is the all-time leader in block shots in the ACB. He'll also be on the Zaragoza team. Uh, Dave, you said off the air that you think the Spanish teams are going to dominate the competition this year. Are you seeing Zaragoza as one of those teams? Uh, yeah, <laughs> for for all those guys that you mentioned, uh, I mean, even D, you know, I I I think DJ uh, Sealy is going to be fantastic as well. Uh, you know, he's already played for some big time clubs and with Maccabi, uh, Gran Canaria, and Ritas uh, over the last three years, um, and then. You know, I think this might be a season where we really uh, can see some magic from from 18 year old Carlos Allison, um, who's from Saragossa and, and is just now starting to to really come into his own. He helped the under 20 Spanish team to silver this year at the under 20 championship, uh, and then I was also the big Icelandic uh, uh, Icelandic kid, um, uh, Trigvi Hilensen, um, who. You know, this is his third year in Spain. Played at uh, at uh, Obradoroa last year, and uh, you know, I think has going to have a chance to to kind of step out this year and uh, do some great things. Um, and also, Jonathan Barrera is also twenty two. Uh, you know, an, a guy from that uh, much respected uh, Real Madrid system. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's an absolutely loaded team um, for uh, for this group. All right, next up, Falco Zambate. This is a team that we covered quite a bit in the interview today with Zoltan Perl. So we'll make this one pretty quick, uh, but some other guys outside of Zoltan to watch out for. Javante Redick was a big factor in them qualifying uh, this team. They beat Vinchpils in the qualifying rounds to make it into the regular season. Redick had a double-double in the decisive game there with 16 points and 11 rebounds. So watch out for him. Uh, Dave, what did you what did you learn about the Hungarian side that you thought was uh, interesting from the interview? Well, uh, you know they're going to have a lot of guys back um, that played big roles, and so I think that's going to be important. Um, you know, the Slovenian coach he spent uh, a couple years at Olympia Ljubljana before that. Um, I, I think a guy maybe to watch out for this year could be uh, Quentin Hooker. Uh, who's uh, was uh, went to uh, North Dakota University was actually big big sky first team two years, 
um, and uh, was in the fr- French Pro B last year. Uh, hit 42% from three-point range. So I think, you know, a guy that can definitely sh- light it up. And, uh, you know, they have a couple of uh, of, of other guys, kind of young. Um, uh, Decon Lake, uh, 6'10", uh, freshman from the Virgi- uh, uh, forward from the Virginia Islands. Um, this is his professional rookie year. He was at Arizona State last year, so he saw pretty, pretty decent competition last year. Um, so yeah, it's it's you know it's a team that probably not many people have on the radar, uh, but you know kind of in that Nimbrook, um you know mind frame where you have a couple of guys actually from this the, the city. Uh, and a and a strong core back. I think it's a team that could challenge here and there, and maybe grab some, some uh, some upsets at home. All right. Next up, back over to Greece. We've got Pauk. They were eight and six in the regular season last year. They made it to the playoffs, but they lost to fellow Greek club Ike in the round of sixteen. I was at that final game in Athens when Pauk uh, lost to Ike. It was a, it was a close game. They almost made it to the quarterfinals, but they couldn't quite come up with the win. On the road, Dave uh, Pauk, they've, they've had a lot of turnover, not many guys returning from last season's roster. Uh, what do you think about their team this season, and, and do you think they could make it back to the playoffs again? I think that's going to be a tall task, uh, but, um, you know, there's there's a couple of interesting guys that, you know, basically all the guys they bring in are really going to have to to really hit uh, in order them to to kind of do, you know, to have a solid year. Um, and you know, Aaron Best played, uh, played BCL last season with, with Ludwigsburg, uh, Adam Smith, uh, was the, the third leading scorer in the second division last year in Italy, uh, great three point shooter. You know, you think of a guy like Kiefer Sykes, who I think was the first, was the leading scorer in the Turkish s- uh, second division two seasons ago. And then last season really, uh, performed well. Uh, in the BCL and you know this is a guy that maybe can can do something like that uh taking the jump up in 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 uh, in, in that level um you know so you know it's a different team for sure and uh and um but i i i don't think that they're going to really uh have uh have the firepower uh, for for Pauk fans, I hope I'm wrong, but I don't, I don't really foresee them having the firepower to get uh, to the playoffs. All right, over to Turkey. Besiktas is a team that has had quite a bit of success in the BCL over the past few years. Uh, last season, they were 9-5 and five in the regular season, but they lost to Nanterre in the round of 16. Unfortunately, their star player last year, Jason Rich, got injured during the round of 16, and that was a big factor in them losing. But they've got another good squad this year. Jordan Theodore at point guard is the headliner. He was the 2017 BCL MVP in the first year of the competition, uh, playing for Banvit. Now he's with a different Turkish side, so I'm expecting a big year out of him. Also, they've got former NBA player James Michael McAdoo in the front court. Nemanja Jurisic is another guy. Uh, who could make a big impact there for this team. Dave, uh, who else on, on Besiktas are you excited about? Uh, Shaquille McKisson, uh, McKissick, uh, you know, pretty pretty strong defender, was at um, uh, Gassiantep last year. Um, another good defender is, is Todrick uh, Gottscher. Uh, you know, you mentioned Jurisic. You know he was a really big he was a really big player for for Ostend last year and their and their you know really magical run. Uh, 
you know, Aspen, uh, Ismet Akpinar, this is his first year outside of Germany. German uh, national team player was at the, was at the World Cup. Uh, so he, um, you know, he, he'll have to sort of step his game up uh, in, in, the, in the new environment. And also Birkan at um, Batuk, you know, this is his first time with Besiktas, had played with, uh, with a ver- uh, uh, you know, various other teams in, uh, in, Tur- in Turkey. So, you know, change of scenery maybe uh, can, can step up his game. Obviously a very good outside shooter. So, you know, you know, coach Kosha Ivanovic, I think has a, has a pretty good group. You know, you mentioned Theodore obviously is going to be one of the leaders of this team. And, and, you know, he's had loads, loads of success, uh, in, in Europe. Um, you know, also won the FIBA Europe cup with uh, Frankfurt back in 2016. So, um, yeah, it's, it's a team that, that I think is going to be one of the, the leaders in this group. Yeah, definitely looks like another strong season for Besiktas ahead. Next up over to France, uh, D- Dijon, the French club, they were in last year's competition, did not make it to the playoffs. Uh, they've got one of our favorite players, the trick shot master, Axel Julien. Uh, go back and listen to our podcast with him last year. Uh, if, if you want to check it out, he's, it was a lot of fun to talk to, uh, and definitely is worth following him on social media. He has some of the coolest trick shots you will ever see. Uh, so, so check out Axel Julien. Uh, but Dave, out, outside of the, the trick shot master, who else from this French side are you excited about watching this year? Well, I mean, David Holston, obviously, you know, just the diminutive one, you know, uh, fifth season with the team and, and is really the, their, their leader. Um, you know, Michael Young is, is a, is a guy who debuted last year with, uh, Cholet. Um, this will be his first, um, European season. You know, he's a guy, um, six, nine who can shoot it from outside. You know, Rashid Suleiman is a guy that people might know, uh, went to, uh, went to Duke. Um, but in his two seasons in Europe, he's, he shot 30% or lower from three point range, six, four guard, you know, that that's not going to, you know, he's going to have to definitely step up that, uh, uh, production in order to, to really, um, give the, give the, the club probably the production that they expect from, from, from a guy like, uh, a guy like that. So, you know, you, you you absolutely love to watch Holston um, and also uh, uh, Julian's uh, great trick shots. But you know, I don't know if they are they're going to be able to trick shot their way um, past a lot of teams this year. All right, next up we've got the German club Telecom Baskets Bonn. They were six and eight in the in the regular season last year. This season they came up through the qualifiers, beating Freeboy Olympic to make it to the qualifying rounds. Uh, some of their top performers in that game, Trey McKinney-Jones, he had 14 points. Also, Benjamin Simons had 14. Brandon Frazier, 13. Uh, so we've got some, some new names there, Dave, but they're also returning a few guys. Uh, what are you expecting uh, from Telecom Baskets Bond? This is also a new coach. Uh, Thomas Pech uh, was actually the assistant coach at Albert Berlin uh with uh and obviously their 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 legendary coach um Aito Garcia um and he also coached uh, was assistant coach for for German national team coach Hendrik uh, Rudel this is his first full-time head coaching position and but I think he's got a pretty good team I think Fraser is going to be uh is is going to be a really good player uh played Burgos last season uh and the two before that played at Aftodar both uh, both years playing BCL, they have a, a European rookie 
uh, with uh, uh, Stefan uh, Steven Zimmerman, seven footer, uh, played at UNLV. And, uh, you know, you have to really love a guy like Jorman uh, Polas Bartola, you know, 34 year old Cuban German, just, uh, you know, fantastic defender. We, you know, you got your guy, Martin Broinick, the Montana. Um, um, and, uh, you know, DJ, uh, TJ DeLeo is, um, you know, he's, he's a, he's a strong point guard, the young older brother of Max DeLeo from Rasta Fechte. Uh, and also just, uh, Joshiko Saibo coming over from Berlin played with, uh, sort of played, uh, uh, you know, under, if you will, um, Pech at, uh, uh, at Berlin, they obviously reached the, the Euro Cup final last year. So, you know, it's a team that has some good weapons. You know, one of the guys I really can't wait to see how he's able to perform is Zimmerman here because this is a guy that, you know, has, has loads of talent. Um, it's a team that has, you know, some decent shooting, not fantastic shooting, but you also have some big guys that can really do some things, you know, uh, Subotic, Lut, uh, Lichka, uh, as well as uh, Broenik. So, I, you know, I, I think this is, a, this is a pretty good team, you know, and, and you know, Pech is going to – you know he's going to be able to show what he learned under those great coaches that he that he uh, was the assistant for. All right, and over to Lithuania for the last team in Group D. It's Neptunus Klaipeda. They were eight and six in the regular season last year. They made it to the playoffs before losing to Hapoel Jerusalem. Uh, they've got some veterans returning to the roster. Tomas Delinenakaitis is somebody who you can expect to just make a ton of three pointers. Uh, he's one of the best shooters in the competition. Also, Galdikas coming off the bench uh, in in the post. Ola establishes the the another uh, Lithuanian guy there who can get buckets. Uh, but Dave, I'm a little skeptical about Neptunus because they've lost some really big pieces from last year. Most notably, No Jeray Grant who was one of the best big men in the competition. He's over at Strasbourg. Also, Kyle Weaver uh, has left the team. He was another key piece there. What do you think about this Neptunus squad and how they've rebuilt? Yeah, it's kind of hard to uh, to, to kind of get back um, when you have two guys that I picked for the star lineup for, for that group. Um, yeah, you know, I kind of suspect as well. just don't know. Um, you know, you're going to have to, you know, absolutely have huge production from the 21 year old, uh, youngster, um, uh, Gustos Masulios from the, on loan from Shagiris. Uh, you know, they're going to probably have to see him shoot a little bit better from three. Tadas, um, Setekeskis, 21 year old on loan from Basconia, high level, uh, high level prospect who's actually more or less coming home from, he's from, uh, from nearby, from near, near, um, Kleipeda. Uh, but I, I just don't know if this, if this team, uh, is going to have enough, you know, one guy that, 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 uh, that, uh, BCL fans will, will also recognize is Andre Williamson who played last year for Freebore. Uh, but I just, I don't know. Um, I just don't know if they're going to have enough uh, to really, uh, to really compete. All right. Moving on to our playoff picks for group D. I think this one is pretty easy when we're talking about the first few teams. I think Brindisi, Zaragoza, and Besiktas all definitely have what it take to make it into the playoffs. I think it's going to be a battle for that fourth spot. I wasn't sure which way to go, but I, I think I'm going to go with Neptunus, uh, dis- despite what you were saying about you know relying on a, y- a lot of young guys. Uh, sometimes it's difficult to win games that way. 
But I think, you know, the, these Lithuanian sides, uh, they, they always find a way to make a ton of three-pointers. They're scrappy. Uh, I think, you know, they'll, they'll be able to win some games that maybe they shouldn't necessarily win. So I'll go with Neptunus as my fourth playoff team. Who do you have as your, as your four teams coming out of Group D? Um, I actually have a group winner with uh, Brindisi. Uh, followed by Saragossa, Pesiktas, and then uh, Bonn. I think Bonn, uh, I really like the, 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 the group of players they put together. Neptunus just on the outside of that, uh, sixth place, Pauk, Dijon, seventh, and Falco uh, being eighth in their first season in the BCL. All right, and our star lineup for Group D. Dave, I'll throw it to you first on this one. Who do you got as your all-star five? All right, I'm going to go with John Brown from Brindisi. Um Brandon Fraser from Bonn, Jordan Theodore, uh, DJ uh, from Besiktas, uh, DJ Seely from Saragossa, and Adam Smith from Pauk. All right, I've got a pretty different lineup. I, w- I went small with this lineup. Uh, I got a couple point guards in there. David Holston, uh, like you mentioned from Dijon, he's a lot of fun to watch. Last season. He had five games with at least 20 points in the regular season, including a 31-point outburst against Leet Cabellus. So I've got David Holston in there, as well as Jordan Theodore. I went with Kelvin Martin from Brindisi. He's not a guy who puts up a ton of points, but he affects the game in a lot of ways. I'm a big fan of his game. And then I chose two guys from Zaragoza, but I didn't pick Sealy. I went with Nicholas Brasino and Robin Benzing. Both of those guys can score 15 to 20 points anytime they step on the floor. Uh, so I went with Holston, Theodore, Martin, Brusino, and Benzing for my star lineup for Group D. Yeah, Martin is uh, is definitely going to be a guy who's going to play a huge role for that team. All right, and next up for our bold predictions, Dave, let's get into our final four picks uh, for this season. This is very tough to do in early October because so much can change throughout the course of the regular season and throughout the course of the playoffs where injuries happen, new guys come in and make a big impact. Uh, Sometimes players who we think are going to have a big role on the team end up leaving the team after a month or two. So uh, these could definitely change throughout the year, but I think... Uh, I'm I'm feeling pretty good about my final four picks right now. Uh, you want you want to start? I'm, I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. Okay. I'll start. I'll, I'll, I'm fine. Or it. maybe okay. I'll, um, I'm gonna go with Strasbourg. You know, it's a team that we thought last year could maybe make it, and um, I I think that their lack of youth, let's put it that way, kind of uh, hurt them last year. But I think that they're gonna be. Um, you know, and obviously coach, uh, Cole has just had so much success. So, um, I think that that, that, that team is going to make it, uh, pretty far. I don't think they're going to go to the final four. Uh, Tenerife, um, is going to get there. Saragossa and, uh, Brindisi. Okay. Those wow. are my, those are my four. So pretty, pretty bold. Not really feeling, uh, not feeling very, uh, co- uh f- very confident, uh, but uh, nonetheless, those are my four. So uh, Strasbourg, Tenerife, Saragossa, and Brindisi. Who you got? All right. We've got a couple similarities there. I also went with Strasbourg with Jere Grant at center, Travis Trice in the backcourt coming in, also Gabe York. I think they've added some great pieces. So I, I expect Strasbourg to make it to the final four. Tenerife, it, it seems like they just make the final four every year, and I really like this roster as well. So I expect Tenerife to make it back. 
Uh, on last week's show, I said I expect Hapoel Jerusalem to be a Final Four contender, mm-hmm. so I got to pick yeah. them now. Uh, Tamir Blatt, Jacobin Brown, Tayshawn Thomas coming back. I, th- I think Jerusalem's going to be really tough. And for my fourth team, I went with another Spanish side like you did, but instead of Zaragoza, I went with San Pablo Burgos coming through the qualifying rounds. I think they're going to be similar to Antwerp last season where they make it through the qualifiers and all the way to the final four. I really love what Burgos have done with that roster with, um, with Thad McFadden and Bruno Fittipaldo in the backcourt, the Brazilian connection between Vitor Benite and Augusto Lima, um, <clears throat> Earl Clark and JP Tokato, super athletic guys in the front court. So I'm, I'm a big fan of what Borgos have put together. So for my final four picks, I'm going with Tenerife, Strasbourg, Jerusalem, and Borgos. Yeah. Borgos, I was the, I didn't want to, I, I felt really bad taking three Spanish teams. Um, and cause I had Tenerife and Saragossa. And, uh, so I didn't want to pick, uh, three Spanish teams. And so Burgos was actually a team. I, I, I cut out and put Brindisi in there, but can definitely see them can definitely see them uh, making it that far. So that's a good group. You know, you look at, you look at Burgos, Ike, uh, Jer- uh, Jerusalem, uh, Ban- Bandirma, Anvil. Um, you know, that's going to be, uh, that's going to be a, a good one, you know, Antwerp as well you to see how they develop. So that's going to be a really fun, exciting group. Yeah. It should be an excellent regular season. It all tips off Tuesday, October 15th. The regular season begins. We'll have a few games on Tuesday, the rest of them on Wednesday, October 16th. So make sure you subscribe to livebasketball.tv to watch all of these games. Dave, that's going to do it for our group-by-group previews for the 2019-2020 season. Next up, we've got Dave's interview with Zoltan Pearl from Falco. So stay tuned for that. And Dave and I will catch you on the other side of the interview to wrap things up. All right, so on the show this week, we have Zoltan Pal from Falco Sambote. Uh, uh, Zoltan, uh, thanks for coming on the show. Thank you very much. Um, I guess, first of all, congratulations to you and the team uh, on reaching the Basketball Champions League regular season. Uh, what does it mean to be playing in the BCL for the first time in club history? Uh, we are really exciting about this opportunity because that was the first time that we we could compete in this uh, league and uh, fortunately we could pass the qualifiers so uh, we went to to the group stage uh, where we will have a lot of great uh, teams to play against so uh, we are really excited, and for us, it's a, a really big opportunity. Uh, Falco is the only team to to reach the regular season from the from both qualifying rounds. Um, the team faced Romanian champions Oradea in the first round. Maybe what was the mind frame uh, of the team going into those first two games? Um, first, uh, before the games, uh, we. We always said between us that uh, we can pass uh, uh, this round. So we were uh, motivated and uh, we had the self-confidence. But it was a really tough game because Oradea has a great team. We made the scouting. And uh, uh, on the first game, 
I think at home court uh, we played well. We built up an 18-point lead, but at the end in the fourth quarter, Orda came back to the game, and we we just won with nine points. And on the second game, it was even more tough because they they were leading by 20 points, and we we could manage to come back to the game and win in overtime. So so it was a really tough game. And then, and then came uh, Ventspils uh, in the second round. You know, there's a team that played in the in the BCL regular season the last two years. Um, they they had not played in their regular season yet, um, and you already you already had the two important games uh, against Oradea. How much of an advantage do you think it was for for you and your team to already you know have important games um, going into the into that uh, matchup? I think it was it was a little advantage because uh, we were more in a game rhythm, uh, how we can say so. But also for Ventspils because uh, they could watch us and uh, they could make a better scouting. So I think uh, uh, for both teams it was uh, some advantage and some disadvantages. But uh, we were not tired from these two games, so I think for us it was great to to be in a great game rhythm. And then you had the the six game uh, six point win at home, and then the the team went to Latvia and won by eighteen points. Um, maybe how would you characterize the team's effort? Uh, yes, um, also the second game was tight uh, until three quarter, and after uh, we can made a run. Uh, so in the fourth quarter we can make one more step together. We had uh, good defensive stuff. Uh, we have uh, we moved the ball well in offense, and uh, we build the uh, the big lead. So, uh, but it was how I said it was a tough game also. Uh, you mentioned uh, a lot of great teams now in the regular season. You have Saragossa, uh, Besiktas. Brinzisi, um, uh, Dion, Latunas, Pauk, and Bon uh, in Group D. Uh, maybe your thoughts about the group? Uh, it's a very nice and hard group because uh, all of the teams are really great and really they have a lot of experience uh, from last year. So for us, it will be a big challenge. Because uh, the, uh, I said this is the first time that we can compete in this league, but um, our goal is to not be in the group uh, just like tourists. We we want to fight every game. We want to give our best, and uh, we will see how how we can finish. So we will think uh, game by game, and uh, we try to prepare and uh, make uh, make the opponent. Uh, uh, let, let's go back to last season. Uh, you actually started it with uh, Estudiantes in Spain, and and this was your uh, the second time you were outside of hunger uh, of Hungary. You had two years in Italy. Um, maybe maybe what were your thoughts about going to Spain uh, this time around, leaving your home country? Uh, yes, I started last season in Spain, but uh, it didn't uh, went how I how I. Uh, uh, thought before how I expected. So 
for me it was a uh, easy choice to to go to come back to to Faco because uh, that's the team how I started to play basketball when I, when I was young and uh, I have a, a connection with the team so uh, for me, it was a easy choice, and uh, I think it was the great choice because uh, at the end of the season we we could win the Hungarian uh, championship. Uh, that was the second time in a club history, so it uh, it uh, it means a lot also for me and also from every fan and people in the city. Uh, we'll come we'll come to that in in a second. Maybe just you know you had you had had the experience which was. Uh, in Italy, which uh, seemed to be pretty positive, um, you know, maybe what went wrong, and maybe how frustrating was it that you weren't able to to do what you had hoped in Spain? Uh, yeah, so uh, at the beginning, I had a couple of chances to play, uh, and after after I didn't play nothing, so. It was a little bit frustrating, of course, because every player wants to to be on the court, you know. But um, if if I think now, I'm if I think back, uh, so I have nothing, uh, nothing. Uh, I have no bad feelings about it, you know. So I just uh, let it go and uh, I focus on the present. Just didn't work out. Um, and then, you know, you returned to Falco, um, you know, this is a team that you, you know, you said you grew up and, um, and you helped them win their first title since 2007, eight season. Um, you know, how'd that feel? It's amazing. Uh, you know, because the first title, I mean, when I was a little kid and I supported the team. So that was one of my goals uh, as a player to, to win a title with, with Falco. And uh, I worked for it, so it was amazing feeling. And uh, after the celebration, also the whole, all all of fans, uh, how they treat us. So, so it was a really, really great memory for me. And and you're actually from uh, Sombate, and I, I yeah. you must have been about 12 years old, maybe when they won the title in 2008. How do you? What do you remember of that? I mean, 12 years old and, and you're a basketball fan from that city. You probably remember that a little bit. What, what do you, how do you remember uh, that championship uh, back uh, in 2008? I remember that uh, we had a really, really, really good team. Uh, we had uh, one point guard uh, who, who played here for 20 years to lead the team and the club uh, uh, picked uh, and bring to the team uh, really good foreigners. So uh, we we won the the final three one against our biggest rivalry, uh, Kerman. Uh, it it was the same matchup like uh, this year uh, when we won the championship. So it was like a little bit deja vu feeling. And uh, but I remember. Uh, a lot of games uh, from this season. Um, I saw somewhere that your parents played basketball. Maybe how and um, how high, what level did they play? And then also, um, how and when did you start playing basketball? Uh, yes, uh, my parents played basketball. Uh, my dad just uh, 
played in lower levels, but my mom was uh, playing uh, in Hungary, uh, also first and second division, and after uh, also in Austria. But I didn't choose the basketball because they put uh, me put on me pressure to to play this. I chose the because uh, I really liked the game when I watched in the TV. Uh, so for me, it was really entertaining and uh, i like how the how the people were shooting dunking so I, that was the only sport uh, what i tried and uh, i really liked it and who were some of your basketball role models and why sorry who were some of your basketball role models and why um the role models for me is uh, to working hard, you know, to, to on every practice you can learn something, uh, and and I, I I saw this from the bigger players who I play with here in Hungary or in Italy, so that's my role model. Anybody in particular? Any player in particular? Uh, yes, I play a lot of uh, big players like Gianluca Basile and uh, Simas Yasaitis or Ilyevski in Italy. Uh, so I, I saw, saw this there. Okay. okay. Um, let, let's go to the Hungarian national team. Uh, in August and September 2016, you, you, helped, uh, you helped them qualify for Eurobasket 2017. Uh, you know, you, went, you guys went undefeated against... Great Britain, North Macedonia, and Luxembourg. That was the first time the country played at the Eurobasket then uh, since 1999. Uh, maybe what did it? What did that mean to you? Uh, you know, it, it means a really lot for me because uh, uh, for a player, I think it's it's a really big honor to play for his home country, and um, it. It, this result was the uh, end of a uh, really, uh, really good uh, uh, construing and building. It was a five-year project for the national team, and uh, we could manage to to qualify for Eurobasket. Uh, after we played the Eurobasket, I think also we we reached a great result there. Uh, so, so for me, it was really emotional to play uh, in Romania and after in Istanbul one game. Yeah, I mean, you guys in Romania, you beat the Czech Republic, who we saw what they did this uh, this past summer at the World Cup, and you also beat the host team, and then you uh, you reached the round of sixteen. You know, it must have been a wild feeling for for the team, and then you know you go and face you know such a great team like like Serbia. Maybe just talk about that Eurobasket. Uh, yes, yeah, so we we prepared before the Eurobasket that we need two two wins to go on the top sixteen, and that was our goal. And uh, we prepared for this since the first day of the training camp to win against Czech Republic and Romania. And uh, both game was really tough. Before in the preseason games, we played one game against Czech Republic, and we lost by 30 points and we learned a lot from this game and uh, on the Eurobasket we, we could beat them uh, and they are a really good team so it was a big uh, 
big result for us. And after against Romania, uh, it was a really tough game also because it was full full gym, eight thousand people, and uh, it was uh, really really tough to win there. But uh, we could manage, and after I think we we played well also against Serbia, but. Uh, we had not a realistic chance to to win the game because they had really very good squad. But after the Eurobasket, everybody from the staff and uh, from the federation congratulate to us that we we did our best. Yeah, I mean Serbia losing to Serbia is not a you know that's that's not a crime. That's it's a, a really good team. Um, you know, looking at looking at um, you know the the European. Uh, European qualifiers for the Basketball World Cup, um, you know, and and now you know this team uh, being the you know get getting a Hungarian team back into the the Basketball Champions League. Um, how would you de- characterize this the the state of basketball in the country? Uh, I think uh, we can say that uh, first first sport is the soccer. And most of the people is watching the soccer, but I think uh, the basketball is improving year by year because uh, uh, the Hungarian league is uh, improving year by year, and we have a lot of uh, fans uh, every every weekend in the in the arena. So I think uh, we are on the right way to to make it uh, more popular. Uh, it would be nice if we if we can manage to to play in the World Cup uh, in the World Championship in China, but uh, uh, we we couldn't. But we we could uh, put more popular the basketball in the country. But um, I know that we wanted to also host uh, hosted the 2021 Euro uh, Euro Basket. Uh, we couldn't manage that also, but uh, I think we are on the right way to to be the the second sport of the country. Um, you you also played uh, for Hungary in an exhibition game this summer in in August. Um, you you had a picture taken with uh, Greece's Giannis Antetokounmpo. Maybe just maybe talk about uh, what it was like, uh, you know, playing. With right now the 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 best European player, the NV, MV, the N, MVP of the NBA. Yeah, it was great uh, experience, you know, uh, for us. Uh, we we always respect our our opponents. Uh, also in the Eurobasket in 2017, when we played against Spain, we the whole team asked the photo, and before the game, we made a photo. So also we wanted to do this now, but how I said it was a great experience for our young team because we 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 build a new new team in the national team. So these games when when you can play against the best, you can improve a lot. One one more uh, Hungary uh, uh, Hungarian national team memory um, in 2014. You couldn't help the team from dropping to the Division B at the Under Twenty European Championship, uh, but then the next summer, um, you were the leading scorer in the tournament as as uh, Hungary hosted the Under Under Twenty Division B, and you were able to finish uh, third uh, to get the country back up to Division A. Maybe just how gratifying that was uh, for you to help your country get back to Division A. 
Uh, yeah, it was. It, it's also a really great memory, but uh, not because of the result. Also, the result was nice, but on this summer, uh, I think I improved a lot because we had really get, uh, great coaches, and I can learn a lot from them. But also, I think the whole team was uh, improved uh, improved so much, and we had a really uh, great team chemistry. Uh, between the guys, so it was nice to to improve together with uh, friends around you. To to actually bring it back to Falco, um, that 2015 U20 team also had in, um, current Falco teammates um, uh, Zilard Banca, uh, Benedict Verardi, and Marco Filipovitti. Um, the last two being new to the team. Um, maybe just how that. How will that bond that you guys had from that U20 and maybe over the years as well help this team this season in the BCL? Uh, for sure, it helped a lot, uh, especially now in the beginning of the season because uh, we had not so much time to prepare for the Champions League. So it was really helpful to that we know each other since years and we played a lot together. Uh, in the under 20 and also in the uh, national team uh, so they are new but it was like uh, you know they are the team members since years and we we just to uh, put inside the system the new foreigners so it was really helpful and I think it will be also during the season because uh, more or less, we are know each. Uh, uh, we know the other guys. You know the thinking, the moving, what they can like, what the what they don't like. So it's helpful. Yeah, you you have a lot of uh, players back on this team. Maybe for 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 some who um, who may not know how you play. Um, you know, you also have a couple of uh, um, a couple of rookies uh, and uh, a couple of guys that played. You know. Let's say lower level te- um, colleges in the states. How would you characterize characterize this Falco team? Uh, for sure, it's different than last season, but I think uh, we have uh, we have the will uh, to improve. I saw I see on every guys that uh, they come every day on the gym that they want to improve. We have good chemistry. Uh, and we are uh, physically team, so we have ten players uh, who can who can rotate. And uh, I think that our first uh, uh, and the biggest uh, advantage is the defense because uh, our coach uh, made a really good defensive uh, strategy, and we we have to follow this. And on offense, it's different. Uh, we have more free hands than in defense, but uh, I can see that uh, every every guy is team player. So uh, first, they don't think about the statistics. First, they uh, they think about the team, how how we can win. Maybe now, just uh, expectations for this season you, uh, for the BCL is the first time this club is in the cha- in the basketball Champions League. What are what are the expectations? Um, like I said, we are facing with a really good team, so um, we we have no pressure on us 
on a, on our shoulder to uh, to win win every game game. So it can be an advantage that uh, uh, we have no pressure, but uh, of course we we try to uh, win some games. Especially, I think uh, our home court, uh, with the help of our really great fans, we can we can uh, win some games. You you brought a, a Hungarian league league title back to uh, Sambate, and you played for the Hungarian national team in your home city. Uh, maybe just for the last question. What are you expecting on October twenty second when uh, when you when the club p- plays its first uh, basketball Champions League game at home in your home city on that court against Pauk? Uh, I expecting a full house gym because uh, also almost on every game we have a, a full house gym so. For sure, it will be a really nice, uh, nice uh, night for us, and I hope uh, we can we can do it uh, more nights, you know, to to win the game and uh, after to celebrate together with our fans. I'm sure it'll be very exciting, um, Zoltan Perel. Thanks for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Um, good luck and, and uh, good luck for the start of the season and enjoy that, you know, definitely enjoy that first game at home in front of your, uh, your, ho- you know, literal home fans. So again, thanks for coming on. Thank you. All right. Thanks again to Zoltan Perel from Falco Zambate for joining us on this week's show. Uh, Dave, an interesting story there with uh, with Zoltan coming back to his hometown team playing in the Champions League. Uh, what did you think about what he had to say? Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be definitely a special special time for for him and for that that club. You know, first time in the BCL, that second game um, is going to is going to really mean a lot. And uh, you know, it's a guy that that has shown. That that there's definitely some talent there. National team also, you know, you know, being attract, being being brought into to Italian first division to Spanish first division. It didn't work out with uh, Estudiantes last season, um, but you know, just the fact that that uh, clubs are you know clubs from big bigger countries like Italy and Spain are interested in bringing him in. Um, you know, if he has a big season this year with Falco, maybe if they don't, uh, you know, if, even if they don't make the playoffs, but if they can grab some victories, uh, you know, it's a guy that can maybe, uh, head out to, to a bigger, bigger club next year. So it's, uh, uh, so I, I was, I was happy to talk to him and, uh, get his, uh, get his reflections on, on, uh, on, on a team who the only one, they're the only one to go through the, the two qualifying rounds and any of the other QR one teams were able to make it to the regular season. So, you know, you also have to tip your hat to, to them on that. Yeah. It's a big accomplishment for the Hungarian side to make it into the regular season. I'm excited to watch them this year, especially those home games. Like you mentioned, uh, they're on the road for their first game against Dijon, but they're home for the second game of the regular season, it's going to be really cool to see the atmosphere there in Hungary uh, as all the fans come out and support their club. Dave, that's it for our preview podcast. The regular season starts next week. Uh, any any final thoughts before we wrap this up? Yeah, you know, I mean, just looking through these clubs now, um, you know, even like, let's say two, 
two weeks ago to, you know, really, you know, didn't know a lot about some of these teams, you know, some of them are new and, and obviously some of them have made some big changes. So, you know, just really going in depth and, and trying to think about what, you know, what kind of, of talent they have and who might be some of their leaders, you know, it's really, it's really jacked up the interest and intrigue and, and, and really can't wait for, for this season to, 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 to be upon us, you know, it's right there and, uh, I can't wait. And I, I, I think, I think we're going to have a fun with the podcast this year. Um, you know, if you're, if you're interested in, in communicating with us, you know, uh, hit us up on Twitter, you know, send messages to, to the BCL, um, to the BCL, uh, Twitter feed. And, uh, and, uh, you know, we're gonna, we're gonna have some fun with it, fun with you this year. And, uh, and, uh, and really, be stepping up our game as well you know this is our second year second season uh with the podcast and so you know you learn things from the first season and so we're going to be uh having some some good times uh with coast to coast this year yeah absolutely well said so make sure you follow the bcl on twitter at basketball cl also subscribe to live basketball.tv to watch all of these games live or on demand check out the champions league instagram and youtube page there's going to be a lot of great stuff going up there throughout the regular season the regular season tips off tuesday october 15th there's going to be some really great games i'm looking at the schedule right now uh strasburg versus ostende tenerife versus nizhny on that first day those are going to be great also excited for Bandirma versus Jerusalem, Manresa versus Torun, and Burgos versus Antwerp on Wednesday. It's it's going to be a lot of fun. So make sure you check out livebasketball.tv to watch these games. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thanks again to Zoltan Pearl for joining us on this week's episode. Thanks again to Dave Hine over in Germany, and we'll catch you next week. Mm-hmm.